Hi everyone, welcome back to the Off The Bar Podcast. My name is Brandon and I'm joined with Ben today and we are discussing NBA coming back. Um, seeding games are just uh, starting today. Uh, all the scrimmages have passed, so I think now's a very exciting time if you're an NBA fan to really see what's going on today. Uh, the two games that we do have, uh, two, the two games that are being played today are Utah versus New Orleans and the two LA teams, the Clippers and the Lakers, uh, and the later game today. How do you think um, that Utah game is going to go, Ben? Uh, it depends on kind of Zion, if he's kind of both mentally and physically fit, ready for this game. So, Because we've seen New Orleans without him play terribly, and we've seen Utah kind of rise to the occasion. Of course, there's still that idea that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert might not be the best chemistry, might not have the best chemistry coming into this game, especially with the reports coming out. I know there was a joke that, uh, like, uh, like Donovan Mitchell, like, reportedly called him, like, a little Frenchman or something like that, but, yeah, I think, um, it really kind of depends on both, if Zion's okay, especially coming back into the bubble, uh, after a whole family emergency, if he's mentally, like, like, there. Right. And I think also if Rudy Gobert and and Donovan Mitchell can put their kind of differences beside them and work for the team, I think that could work. I think, personally, the Jazz, the Jazz can win this game. Now, we're going to get to seeding in a little bit where we think our final predictions are for seeding-wise, um, just based on player schedules, who's opted in, who's opted out, who's out because of season-ending injury uh, or surgery that they had. So, I really quickly, I just wanted to give, uh, before I ask you this question, I just want to say that I do believe that Utah could win this game. I know they're missing Bojan Bogdanovic just because he did have season-ending wrist surgery, and so he has played a big role uh, with them, uh, uh, for them. I think he's averaging, like, more than 15 points a game or something like that. He's been, like, doing really well yeah. for them. Um, but, they, I mean, they did well without him last year. I mean, Joe Ingles, again, is honestly... He's, he's the best. Shut up. <laughs> Is honestly, he's been a really good player for Utah, so I I would see him probably stepping up. Uh, with Jazz on the other hand, uh, with um New Orleans on the other hand. Uh, yeah, like you said, it does have, it does go down to if Zion's healthy or if he's still if, not if he's healthy, but if he's uh good to come back. Cause I don't know if he played in any of the scrimmage games. Um, I don't know if he's still quarantined or not. I think it's just gonna be interesting to see. Uh, New Orleans try to uh, restart with him in the dynamic because they would uh, before the restart they were just trying to get into uh, they were they were just trying to get a feel for him uh, before the restart with like with the eleven or fourteen games that they played with him on in the lineup. Right. Now let me ask you this: before we get into seating, do you believe that Zion could uh, carry them to the A spot over Memphis? Well, uh, they also have to play the Blazers, I believe, or just Memphis. Um, but it's a possibility. Again, you know, we don't know, especially, like, we've seen kind of other, like, we've seen soccer come back, and, like, in the Bundesliga, we've seen how there was a lot of injuries. They all kind of looked tired. They didn't look fit. We don't know kind of, I mean, the scrimmage is really good for people to get into shape, and I'm sure that, like, teams like Miami have had to give strict, like, a, uh, uh, protocol to go right. into uh, expect uh, when they were quarantined. So I think um, I think yeah. I mean, we can, we've seen especially in the last scrimmage against Miami, we saw how good J- 
John Murray could be. Yeah. Uh, in this kind of bubble that's present. So I think, I, mean, I think Memphis might have it. I think Memphis might just edge it out just because they looked kind of better in the scrimmages, I think, than New Orleans. But I don't know. Again, it's all about Zion. If Zion can produ- can be productive and if right. he can kind of cancel out Jaron Jackson Jr., then yeah, I think it'll be an easy win for New Orleans. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, both the Trailblazers and the Pelicans are behind uh, three and a half games of Memphis, so we're just going to have to see. Um, again, we're going to get into seeding in a little bit. Now let's switch over to, I, I want to say, the more exciting game, right? Well, yeah. The more course. the more highlighted and more key game is the Lakers and the Clippers. Of course, the NBA puts this the first game. Well, you like, know. They did, they did, didn't they do that yeah, opening night? Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's marketing. I mean, they also yeah. did it for Christmas. Like, it's, yeah. it's all marketing. It's to try to win back some of that revenue that they lost from... Uh, from the NBA having to shut down for three, four months. So, with that being said... Who wants to see OKC Thunder versus, like, the New York Knicks on opening night? Like, who do, That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like, do you want to watch Boston and Philly, or do you want to watch... Uh, God, no, not Philly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's an exciting game, because, yeah. like, those are two, like, high-profile teams. Or the Knicks and Atlanta... That's a banger game. <laughs> Clint Capella versus Mitchell Robinson. Banger game. Okay, so let's go back to the marketing game. Being <laughs> a little off track here. I'm looking up highlights as we speak. So just... um, well, Let's go back to the marquee game here, the Lakers and the Clippers. Obviously, the Clippers are going to be without uh, Lou Williams, who got some uh, banger wings <laughs> from a strip club. Hey, hey, as my good friend Ron Swanson says, do not sleep on the breakfast, uh, on the breakfast layout in the strip club. Do not. It's free food. It's, it might have HPV in it, but it's free food. God. <laughs> and they still have Montrez Harrell. They still have a lot of good players. In right. The and, and, I think, right. Well. and I think the Lakers are still trying to figure out their guard situation, like we spoke about. Um, the idea that Mario Chalmers can be... Right. We yeah. spoke about in a previous video about uh, Mario Chalmers... Potentially joining them and the fact that you know LeBron's now gonna have to take over more of a playmaker and now I mean he's all he's averaging at all, yeah averaging ten assists but he also has to take over more of a playmaker duties just because Rondo's out and you know the only guards that you really have coming off the bench are Dion and Jr. and they're not the most they need to make a movie together. <laughs> they need to make a movie. I would pay for that movie. <laughs> the Adventures of Dion and Jr. Into the Henny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, especially their point guard situation. They don't have uh, Rondo. Do they? They don't have Rondo. They don't have Rondo for some time. He did have uh, an injury during the bubble. Uh, they don't have. Um, I think it's like he got like a hand injury that's gonna keep him out for six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um. You know, they don't have Avery Bradley because he opted out. I mean, Caruso has honestly been looking good for the bu- uh, during the bubble, uh, during those scrimmages games. So, like, during that- the season. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, I definitely believe that. Uh, he'll get more minutes, definitely. He'll definitely probably get more minutes. Um, so, yeah, uh, um, who do you got in this game? Uh, I'm going to say, and I know it's going to go against uh, my prediction for 
kind of one of my before bubble, but before Corona predictions for the NBA. But I'm gonna say the Lakers got this one. Yeah, especially with kind of LeBron seems to, and I know we see like all news coverage on him. Dude sitting on the bench eating a snack. He's vibing, I guess. But he seems to be in good. He seems to be in good uh, spirits. And you also have AD who looks good. I know we haven't heard a lot about Kawhi Leonard. Uh, as you said, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Montrezl. Paul George looked pretty well, pretty good. But I think, you know, especially for, uh, especially for right now, I think Lakers probably got this one. Right, and I mean. Obviously, during some, I mean, LeBron is still doing what he does. Like, oh no, Avery Bradley did join them. I'm an idiot. Hmm. Oh wait, no, never mind. This was a game long ago. Never mind. I don't know what I'm saying. To be honest, I'm a little bit tired. Um. So. Yeah, and if you look at, uh, I think just comparing the two rosters, I think LeBron is really out here trying to just. Uh, prove that he's still dominant even in, even if it's during the bubble. Um, I do feel like the uh, I still feel like the Clippers do have a little bit of a disadvantage just given the fact that they've lost a few players. Right, uh, he was our kind of right in for um, uh, six men of the year. Right, and so now he's gonna be out ten games due to quarantine or ten, ten days due to quarantine. <laughs> due to quarantine. Um. Montez Harrell's not going to play either. Uh, Patrick Beverly is being quarantined. Um, so it might be, you know, they will um, definitely see if, uh, how they're, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, game just because, you know, the Clippers are going to be a little bit depleted and it's just going to see if Kawhi and Paul George can really step up and right. lead this team. And I think if you look at the schedule, because they have one of the easiest schedules uh, in the league, they they have two winnable hard games against um, OKC and Dallas, and then they have the Suns, the Pelicans, the Blazers, and the Nets, which are all easy in game, or at least all games that they should win. So maybe losing this game against LA because you have so many players out isn't a bad thing. Right. Um. Yeah. No. For sure. And I think. Um, and yeah, I think. The Clippers do have pretty in, an easy schedule, so I I would say when we get into our predictions that I think like honestly, for them to maybe hang on to the two seed, uh, will be fine. Uh, the Lakers on the other hand, if you take a look at their schedule, I mean, they're, they're playing just... Toronto, they're playing Utah, uh, OKC, Houston, Indiana, Denver. That's a more of a harder schedule. Yeah, I mean they're I mean they're probably projected to win all those, ga- right. those games, but yeah. That's definitely a harder schedule than the uh, the Clippers. Right, but I I still would think that they are. Um, I still would think that they are uh, probably favorites. Yeah. To still hang on to the number one seed. Yeah, definitely. So let's now get into our predictions uh, for seeding wise. Again, uh, like we mentioned earlier. Uh, we do. I um, there are several teams eyeing for that number eight spot out west, and if out east, there's only a few teams that uh, could potentially get into it from the bubble that are that came from the bubble. Um, I mean, it's really. Let's talk about the A seed for 
the west first, and then we'll go into the east first. Okay. Uh, like I said earlier, Trailblazers and Pelicans are both three and a half games behind Memphis to uh, get that number eight spot. I honestly would back the Trailblazers to make a big push here for that eight spot. I oh. would I would make a big push, especially if they're going to get back Nurkic. I, I believe they are getting back Nurkic. If you look at their schedule, they have a really, really difficult schedule. I mean, they have the fifth hardest schedule uh, according to strength schedule. But, I mean, you look at their team, yeah. I mean, they right, can make a run, right. especially with the addition of Nurkic, who hopefully is fully recovered after that injury. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think it comes down to can they edge out games against... I know the Pelicans who have the probably the more easiest who I think they have the easy schedule. Right. So they have two teams that are like I think in the top four seeds, I think. Right. And the Grizzlies, how tough are their schedule? Uh the Grizzlies have the sixth toughest schedule. Uh their easiest games against San Antonio, New Orleans, and Trailblazers. Which two teams they already need to win against. Right. So, so I mean those are gonna be two big games against especially against New Orleans. And the Pelicans, uh, and, and and the Trailblazers. I don't see them. Uh, if we're gonna be completely honest, I don't see the Spurs or the Kings making a push. No. I honestly feel like, bad for Pop, but no. I do feel bad too, and especially since I think he wants to be more hands off. He's not really too particularly comfortable with the fact that he has to be, uh, in a bubble where he could be self quarantined at home. You know, making sure that he's staying safe because he is one of the older NBA coaches that uh. In the league. Um, and then the Kings, obviously, they have more of a depleted roster. A lot of, uh, I think a, a few of them opted out. Yeah, Martin Bagley, I think. Martin, Martin, Martin Bagley's injured. injured. Yeah. Um, I think there has been, like, one or two players that have opted out. So, right. you know. I think they're kind of, they're, yeah. they're, like, one of the last ones. If they can get in, that's incredible. Right. So, um, just to continue with our predictions, let's just do West first. Who do you got as the seven seed? Who's the seven seed now? Mavericks. The Ma- wow, I didn't think they'd be that far. Uh, they have a pretty decent schedule. I mean, they have to play the Suns twice, which isn't really that big of a deal. Right. Uh, they have the Kings again. That won't be hard, and no, and uh, they have the Blazers, which again, that's a winnable game for them, especially if they, if especially if Poisingas can play. If again, again, if Nurkic is healthy, then they have to look, right. look out for him. But I think. I think they'll stay in the playoffs. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, th- I don't think Mavericks are going anywhere. I think it's really up to the eighth seed. Yeah. Um. Do, who do you think for the eighth seed? The eighth seed for the West. Yeah. Um. Question. I think if Zion is healthy, it's the Pelicans, and I'll tell you why. I love Dame. I think Dame is one of the most is one of the best point guards that hopefully will win win a ring. I yeah. think personally. On paper, I know we said this in our last in our last thing that on paper it doesn't matter. On paper, and we also look at kind of their form going into it, going into the bubble. I mean, yeah. they were on fire. Yeah. I think personally, New Orleans has New Orleans as much as Hassan Whiteside could show us. Right. New Orleans would probably beat those teams to get into the eighth spot. Personally, I think genuinely because of, uh, because of how great people like Brandon Ingram were playing, Lonzo Ball. I mean, uh, again, Zion. So, I think, personally, the eighth spot, I think it's going to come down to the Blazers or um, the Blazers or the New Orleans Pelicans. Right. I think Memphis has a chance, but they have a hard schedule, so I'm not right. 
So I, I'll probably write, that's why I'm kind of writing them off. But I think, personally, I think New Orleans is just going to get it. Right, okay. Um, so let's move on to the sixth spot. Right now, I do believe it is... Sorry, just give me a second. Is the Rockets right now at six? Do you think they're going to stay there? Or do you think they're going to jump off now that their micro ball is here? The, that micro ball game is here The um, for them after trading Clint Capella. They mean, they have been doing well efficiently. Russell Westbrook came back, right? I do believe that they do have Westbrook and a hardened back for these games. Um, they have a really tough schedule. I'm going to put it that way. I mean, they're kind of what the Bucks can not defend against, which are good shooters. And they have a good shooter in James Harden. Um, they have a really, I mean, they, they have a really tough schedule. They have the Bucks, the Lakers, 76ers, uh, the Pacers, and the Mavericks, which right. I wouldn't be surprised if they do even lose to the Mavericks, especially if they have, they have no one to defend against uh, Porzingis. Right. So... I could see, yeah, I could see them saying in six, but I thought they were higher. I, I, I thought they were higher than the Heat for some reason. Right. But yeah, I think I could see them staying in the six spot. All right. So I got Rock- them jumping higher. Rockets in six. I I'm gonna say the Thunder here. I feel like the Thunder they might they have a bit of a difficult schedule in my opinion. Um. I think the fact that uh they've been doing well, I, and I think the fact that the Rockets have been doing um well with this new micro ball. Thing and the fact that you know they are gonna miss Aaron Go- uh, Eric Gordon, who's been like a key thing, but they do have guys like Ben McLemore. They have guys like Daniel House. The Daniel House, I forget his name. Um, they do have guys like Robert Covington and you know, PJ Tucker to uh, come off the bench and do well or start. I think honestly, if you look at it. Uh, I think the Rockets are in pole position to maybe jump up one or two spots. I'm going to say the fifth spot, and I think they're just going to swap with the Thunder. Uh, the Thunder are going to be sixth, and that the Rockets are going to be fourth. Uh, fifth. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can see that happening. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to stay a lot safer to, like, what it is now. Right. Especially taking into credit that these players haven't played for over 100 days. Right. You know, of course, they're going to be physically probably... Broken. Right, but that's why there was the scrimmage games. Right, but still, I mean, three scrimmage games aren't the same as playing a full season. Right. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And look, we, like we saw, in our, we talked a little bit, or we, have, we have talked about the Heat. We saw kind of at the end, they were really lacking from the fact that they didn't have, like, Tyler Hero or, or Myers Leonard. So this could be to benefit some teams, especially with players with injuries. Yeah. But, I mean, again, fitness-wise, it could be really, really difficult. Yeah. So, I guess let's go up to the fifth spot. Who do you got? Uh, obviously, the Thunder are there right now. So, who do you see staying at the fifth spot? I could see kind of, uh, like you said, with the Rockets. I can see the Rockets jumping the Thunder. I didn't know that we had the same, uh, they had the same um, record. record. But, yeah, I think the Thunder, especially, they have, uh, they have a tough schedule. The only easy games are against the Wizards, the Suns, and the Grizzlies. Um they have to play the Heat, the Jazz, the they have to play Bowl Bowl, so they're gonna lose that game. <laughs> um and they have to play both LA teams. So yeah, I could I could definitely see the Thunder dropping after this one. I like what Chris Paul's done. I think right. generally he should be in the top five for most uh most valuable because without him that team wouldn't be yeah, even close to sure. playoffs. So I think 
Yeah, I think they could drop a little bit because I don't know if their kind of style of play would really fit to this kind of like fit to their schedule. Now with the Mavericks, let's go back to the Mavericks real quick. With the Mavericks being a game and a half behind the Thunder and the Rockets, is there potential for them to maybe jump up there as well? Do you feel like? Uh yeah, I mean they have they don't have really a hard schedule. I mean they right. have to play the Bucks, the Clippers, the uh, Jazz, and the Rockets. But after that, I mean, they could beat the Rockets because they don't have because they could just feed it into Porzingis. Right. They could beat the uh, the Jazz, like we said, if the chemistry is bad. I don't see them beating the the Clippers, the Bucks. Right. There's potential there for that to happen, and even then, after that, they have, um, they have the Suns twice. They have the Kings and the uh, Trailblazers, all winnable games. Yeah, I think personally, uh, the Mavericks who. Have shown like especially Luka Doncic has shown a lot of growth over the over the year. I think they could win. I think they can definitely get up into that. Maybe even fifth, if if the Rockets kind of flutter, maybe even fourth spot. Right, because right now uh, Utah has that fourth spot, and I think like you said earlier, um, you know the chemistry might not be there. They are missing Bojan Bogdanovic. Who do you believe? Um, who do you believe uh, could? Who do you believe could uh, overtake the Jazz at that four spot? At four spot, or do you believe, or could Jazz stay there? I mean, the Jazz have um, the Jazz have a good size lead on Mavericks and uh, right. The Rockets have done there; they only game back. I think they can probably fall a little bit. Again, they have a really tough schedule. Um, the Utah has a pretty. I mean, they have an easy schedule, kind of. They like half and half. Let's right. play the Spurs twice. Uh, New Orleans, which could be a difficult game, and uh, Memphis, and they also have L.A. Bobo and uh, um, Th- L.A. Bobo Thunder and Mavericks. So, I think it might come down to like a shootout, especially with, especially with like the games against the Mavericks and the Thunder. Yeah. If the Thunder can keep their form and maybe kind of keep that kind of one game back, they can win. If they can win a couple games, and if the Jazz, I think the Jazz have a good fall potential here because I don't, I don't know. Again, if that chemistry is gonna stay stay the same, then right. I don't know. I like I, I don't. I really that's really my defining thing for it. I know they lost uh Boba Boba Boyan Boyan Boyan. You say Boban. <laughs> That'd be scary, Boban and uh Rudy Gobert. But uh, um, yeah, I think they have the if that if they don't really play out. Fine. Like if they don't play well on the court, then I don't think it's gonna happen. They 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 don't play well together on the court. Right. Um. So I honestly at that four spot, I can see the Jazz hanging on, but I can also see the Rockets potentially jumping up there as well. Um. Maybe around. Maybe the Thunder, potentially jumping up there just because they are kind of close in games, just being a game back. Right. Um. And then let's talk about the top three in the West, and then we'll move on to the East. Um, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, do you have any issues with that top three? Or... Uh, the Clippers have a good schedule, Lakers have a difficult schedule. Uh, the Nuggets are kind of, they're a couple games back, behind the, they're a game and a half back behind the Clippers, I mean, I don't see the Clippers really messing up. So yeah, I think it probably stays the same. Okay. I think because the amount of, uh, games the uh, Clippers are behind the Lakers, I don't think they'll even try to catch up. So. Right, yeah. Okay. So, let's now move out east. Obviously, the really the three teams, or really one team trying to uh, catch up and make it into the playoffs is the Wizards. Obviously, they they are five and a half games. 
back from the magic field. It is an uphill battle from here. Uh, do you see the wizards uh, hopping in? Uh-uh. No. no. Okay. I, I <laughs> don't either. Honest, I like Bradley Beal. I like uh, Rui yeah. Hachimura. No. Yeah, no. Uh, so I think, all right, cool. So I think we're both in agreement with that. Uh, Magic and Nets at eight and seven. Do you, their Magic are a half a game back from the Nets for that eight, uh, for that seven spot. Do you see them switching? I can see them moving up. I think the amount of players that Brooklyn lost. Yeah. I think that's going to take a huge toll on them. I mean, right. they had to sign Michael Beasley and then he got sick. <laughs> so I think personally, um, yeah, I think the a Magic. If, yeah, I think they kind of kept the same squad. Yeah. Yeah, so I think Magic probably are. They're probably gonna stay. Right. I, I mean, they're probably gonna go up. I think. So, because uh, of, in my opinion, I do feel like that is gonna switch. Just the Nets and the Magic. I think the Nets could be an A spot just because they have a lot. They aren't with some of their big t- big players, and they are uh, just due to the virus, uh, due to them opting out. Uh, the Magic. Uh, I think they pretty much have a full strength squad. If I'm not wrong, if I'm not wrong here. Yeah, they don't have that hard of a schedule either. So. So yeah, I honestly can see them moving up to the seventh spot. Um. So let's now do four, five, and six. Uh, six is obviously Philadelphia. Five is the Pacers, and fourth is the Miami Heat. Where do you uh see them finishing? Cause I honestly feel like, the, I honestly feel like the. Uh, 76ers could move up potentially to that fifth spot, but I feel like I know Miami does have the most difficult schedule, but I do feel like these are teams that Miami has beaten in the past. Um, I know they have to play Boston, they have to play Indiana, they have to play uh, Milwaukee, I do believe. They have to play Milwaukee, uh, Toronto, Toronto, Boston, Boston, Bobo. Indiana, right. So there yeah. are teams that they have they, a really difficult schedule. Right, Miami does have one of the more difficult schedules, but I do believe that they could potentially. Uh, I still, but these are teams that they have beat. Obviously, not Boston, but they are playing teams like the Indiana, who have some of a depleted roster. They are playing uh, the Suns as well. If I'm not wrong. Yeah, they're playing the Suns. It's their only easy games. Right. I'm looking at it right now. They have the second hardest strength of schedule, so. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah, I think, um, I think really the one key difference I think is that seventy six is my jump, which yeah. is gonna suck, because that's gonna be a really good game. Uh, but I think if you're gonna look at kind of, um, difference, they're both on thirty nine and twenty six. Pacers, the Pacers in seventy six. So I think, um, yeah, I think that seventy six could jump because they have a they have the second the second easy schedule, because of course they do. Um, but yeah, I think they can jump definitely. Okay. But I, I think Miami will probably just hold on to that fourth spot. Right. Just because they they I mean, let's be honest, they're probably gonna lose against the 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 the, the Bucks. Right. They're probably gonna lose. They're probably gonna lose against. I keep calling. Right, but the Bucks, the Bucks, Toronto, um, um, Pacers. These are teams that Miami has beaten in the past. I don't know. I'm not saying that they won't. That they will for sure lose. I'm just saying. They're probably lose to them. Like, of course, look, I don't think they're going to lose against Indiana. I don't think they're going to lose against Toronto. Right. Because Toronto has the hardest schedule. Right. And I think they're going to be depleted because they have to face the Lakers, the uh, the Lakers, the 76ers, the Heat, um, the Bulls, and... <laughs> the, the Nuggets. Bucks. The Nuggets, Nuggets. thank you. <laughs> the Nuggets, not the Bulls. <laughs> hey, in like 10 years' time, they're just going to change into the Bulls. Right, whatever. 
Greatest heat legend of all time. Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I definitely feel like there is potential for Miami to maybe fall to the fourth spot and 76ers to jump up. Uh, f- uh, from the fourth spot to the fifth, fifth spot and the 76ers to jump up to that fourth spot. Uh, I do also believe that it could be uh, I, 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 it could be that the 76ers jump up to that fifth spot. I think it's just it's going to uh, just really be based on that schedule and how well each team does play. And now let's go finally do the top three in the East. We have Celtics, Toronto, and Milwaukee. I think obviously we can both agree that Milwaukee is pretty much going to stay yeah. as that number one seed. However, Celtics and Raptors, the Celtics are three games behind the Raptors. You said the Raptors do have one of the more harder schedules. No, the strength schedule, they're the hardest one. And uh, Boston have the 17th hardest, where they only have to face, they have to face the Raptors, they have to face the Bucks and the Heat. They've beaten the Heat before. I don't know if they've beaten the Raptors before. Uh, beaten the Raptors, the Bucks before. But yeah, they have, they have an easier schedule than the right. Bucks. Right, so is there potential for uh, for Celtics to uh, jump up to that two spot being three games back? Three games, I mean, it's a difficult climb, I think. Um, what are you going to see with Toronto that they're going to probably need it? He got wins against the 76ers, uh, the Nuggets, um, and again, the Celtics. I think if they can win kind of two or three of their harder games, I think they'll probably be fine. Right. But I don't know. It's a really difficult, especially coming back from... That's why I don't like doing predictions, especially over this bubble, because you don't know how, like... How well they're going to play, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the scrimmages gave us some good indication, but then again, they, a lot um, teams did use a lot of their bench players and a lot of uh, rotation players. Yeah. Um, just so that way they can kind of keep everyone fresh. Um. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do feel like the Celtics do have potential to jump up given the fact that uh, Toronto's schedule is a little bit more difficult. Uh, it, it is more difficult compared to theirs. Um, so if I would have to make up predictions for East and I'm going to do the West, I'll go Milwaukee at one, Celtics, Raptors, Heat, 76ers, Pacers, Magics, and Magic and Nets. Um, ben, how would you look at it? I think probably the same. I'm going to say the Raptors hold on to the two spot. Okay. Just, but like just. I think okay. a game or half a game back. I, like, I don't think it's, I, I think it's going to be so, so incredibly close. Right. All right. And so for the West, I'm going to go Lakers. I'm going to go Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, Mavericks, and then I'm gonna go with the Blazers, at that A spot. Okay. Um, how how is your uh, standings looking at? I said New Orleans at eight if Zion's healthy. If not, I think the Blazers would. If Zion Zion can come back to the form that he was before, yeah, I think, uh, I think it has to be. I think it's going to be the Pelicans, and I think um, shoot, I think uh Thunder at se- uh, six or seven, because uh, I think either Mavericks or Rockets start to jump. Um, so then, if they're at seven, I think it's Mavericks Rockets for uh, six and five, and then Jazz at four, Nuggets at three, Clippers at two, Lakers at one. I think the Jazz are probably gonna fall. Yeah. Uh, I said this before. I don't. Know, I can't really predict how far they will. So I think they'll probably fall. But I don't know how far. Right. I I think with some of these, I think it's apparent that some of te- some of these teams aren't gonna do as well. Right. And as well as they did during the regular season and uh, as well, uh, obviously not having a full strength squad and 
having issues with that. Uh, uh, having issues with players playing in a bubble when, you know, the pandemic's happening and being just overly cautious, uh, which should be, which should be there, which should be the next, uh, which should be, yeah, it, it should be that way being overly cautious about this. So, with that being said, um, that is our final predictions for the seeding games for the NBA. The NBA is back. It's something to be very excited for. Um, I know we saw scrimmage games, but um, honestly, yeah, I'm very excited to see how well these teams are going to play when it counts for uh, playoffs. And I'm very excited to see how they're going to do, uh, how they're going to do the th- um Things like the draft and things like uh, uh, the lottery, just to right. see. Uh, they should have. They should remember when there was a report that there was like the eight teams that didn't make it were gonna fight it out. And like, like Cleveland, <laughs> like or something like that. Just have to go to Cleveland. Oh my god! <laughs> like whoever wins gets the first pick draft. <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I definitely think it's gonna be very interesting. I think it's also gonna be very entertaining. I mean, we haven't seen basketball in. To be honest, I just need Eric Johnson back on my screen. I just, I, I, for some reason, the funniest thing in the world is that they, like, uh, the three basketball players don't talk about basketball. And when Ernie Johnson tries to talk about basketball, they all start doing other things. It's the greatest, uh, the greatest show. Um, so, yeah, I uh, hope you guys do enjoy, uh, did enjoy this uh, episode. Make sure you do like and subscribe. Uh, let us know what your predictions are for the NBA seedings. Are we correct? Are we not? What do you... Uh, what factors did didn't we take into account? Um, is there going to be an asterisk by whoever wins the ch- title? We'll get into that once the playoffs do kick off. I hope you guys do enjoy. Uh, did enjoy again. Uh, stay safe, and uh, hope you guys have a good day.